Jordan Pettit. And I'm Martin Fraser. And we are Loud Americans Discussing Soccer, better known as Loud. All right. Today is Friday, September 25th, 2020, from South Boston and Mooresville, North Carolina. Um, The lads are back. Um, But Martin, I do have to state that I did not crack a beer for this. I think this is the first time I've not cracked a beer for lads, Mm. and it makes me sad. Shame, shame. Shame, shame. I know your name. I'm, uh, you know, on antibiotics right now because I was in the hospital and very scared because I couldn't feel the right side of my face. So for good reason, I thought I was going to die, but I am back and I just have uh, paraperiitis, something, something very scary. Um, but I did get, I did take an edible and I'm super high for this. And it's been the biggest struggle <laughs> just to start this show. Me and Martin have just been giggling like schoolgirls for like the past 15 minutes. But hey. We have a ton of soccer to discuss today, and I'm I'm very excited. We have uh, the weekend games. We have some soccer news, specifically Suarez, um, and then we're gonna do some weekend predictions and fan questions. So, um, very excited. But Martin, what are you drinking for the podcast? Yeah, I'm ashamed to admit that I am drinking a White Claw lemon hard seltzer. It is delicious and refreshing. But never worry, I have two PBRs by my right leg that are soon <laughs> going to be cracked open as well. I just have to go with what I got, and I'm going with what I got. And uh, you know what they say, drink the worst beer first, so then uh, you get it over with, and you're good to go. And uh, just so people uh, who don't know at all, Kevin Pettit just got housed, like in live action. Kevin Pettit's life was a house movie uh, or TV show, and he legit had to call in um, whatever the British actor's name is to diagnose him because he was so fucking undiagnosable. So thank goodness, Kate. K Pettit is what? okay. He scared the crap out of me when he just sent me a Snapchat in the hospital saying, My favorite place to be on a Thursday. So I'm like, Oh God, is Kevin dead? Does Kevin have COVID? What is happening with Kevin? But no, yeah. he's just an undiagnosable freak. But cured now, thank goodness. Yeah, dude, I was fucking scared for a minute. Like when your face stops feeling, like that's bad. And I let it go on for a while. It started like last Tuesday. <laughs> that's my favorite part. And you just let it happen. <laughs> no, like because you're just like, oh, like you know, your face just stops like responding to like touch. And <laughs> some people have felt it or not felt this before. I'm sure this uh, is normal. <laughs> so yeah, and like I told my girlfriend, and she was like, hey, like. Like, when did this start? I don't know, like, three days ago, like, on Tuesday? <laughs> it is, like, Friday night. I'm like, yeah. But, like, now I'm starting to get, like, pain, and I'm getting a headache. Like, what's... And she's like, we need to go to the hospital. And we went to Tufts in Boston, and they were fucking fuck all. And then I went to Boston Mass General, which was a scary place, uh, especially during COVID. It's the last place on Earth you want to be. But they did a bang-up job, and they were like, here, this is what you got, and you're not going to die. And I was, like, sick. And now the feeling in my face is coming back. So... It, it, you know, uh, Luis Suarez could bite me right now, and I still not feel anything, but it's, you know, that goes the course. But, Martin, what? Uh, what, what? <laughs> uh, just thank goodness you're okay. And, you know, speaking of uh, Luis Suarez, great uh, transition there. Uh, Kev, this era, this, this era that we uh, kind of grew up on, that we started watching soccer together, has finally completely disintegrated. Messi, Neymar, Suarez, MSN, 
And then for the past, you know, three years, it's been MS. And now it's just messy at Barcelona. What the fuck do we think? Dude, it's weird, man. There's a lot of end of eras coming, and I'm not ready. Right. Like, like I'm already, like, 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 trying to hide from it. You got Messi and Ronaldo. They only got a few good, good years left. And that's already, like, making me, like, tremble. Like, I'm starting to get the water ducks going here in the eyes. And... Um, now MSN, dude. And the craziest thing is, like, Martin brought this up today, and our other friend who went with us to the game, we saw the last game of them playing live together when they came to America for the International Champions Cup. And me and Martin, we lived in Philly together for two years and also in college the whole time. But anyway, um, we drove down to FedEx Field <laughs> with a friend to watch uh, Barcelona versus Manchester United. And then, like, the next week, Neymar fucking left. And then we started this podcast. So a lot of happened. <laughs> In that span of time, um, it was actually thanks to Martin's dad who hooked us up through Heineken or something. It was wild. We were in box seats. It was so sick. Yeah, dude, it was, it was an unforgettable night. We drove like three hours on a, like, I think like two hour notice and uh, partied in the ghetto before the uh, game. Almost got kicked out of the stadium because we went to the front row seats because none of us can read tickets, apparently. And argued <laughs> with the security. Yeah, argued with security for a good 30 minutes while we're just watching soccer happen literally 10 feet in front of us, just like being totally okay with heckled with and yelling back at security. And then we get finally escorted away by security <laughs> to a box office with free fucking beer the entire night and food like oh dude we're and tenders, we're tenders, i don't give a fuck the chicken tenders with the honey mustard that shit was oh, bomb. bomb oh my bomb. god but yeah we, that was that was a wild event and then we got to see like paul pogba and like yeah. lukaku up close i think they were those both were they were still both that's when that happened right pogba and lukaku were there um, Yeah, i got the videos on my phone still i got the snapchat videos to back that statement up we were like 10 feet from them <laughs> for a good 30 minutes. Yeah. And we saw Messi, Neymar, and Suarez in the yeah. flesh. And we oh. saw, we saw, I think we saw Neymar and Messi score, which is yeah. still wild yeah. to see that live. Um, yeah, I know it's International Champions Cup. You're like, what? It's like, dude, you'd be shitting yourself if you were. <laughs> yeah, like, we're still watching Messi. Like, cool. It's an ICC, but, you know, Messi and Suarez and Neymar. And now Suarez is gone because Atletico Madrid is about to get. Absolutely stacked up front. Diego Costa, Diego Simeone, and now Luis Suarez. Like, there isn't a fucking defense in the entire world that isn't going to be terrified when the head basher, bite teether, and balls grabber comes rushing at them out of the tunnel. Like, I would shake my boots. I'd piss my pants on the spot if I saw those three sprinting at me. Like, fuck the three horsemen of the apocalypse. That's the three horsemen of the footpocalypse. Ooh, look at that. On the fly. Wow, dude. It is just... I love this mood. I love this mood. Fucking cold-hearted. Barcelona seems to be legitimately destroying their relationships with players left and right and leaving them out to dry. So this is fantastic for me. Oh, my God, dude. Cunt FC. That's Atletico Madrid. Like, they... (laughs) Dude, they're they're going to be complete dickheads, just pit bulls to like, if I'm a center back, I'm like, I'm going to come out with so many bruises. It is going to be just a rough day at the office. If I'm like a defender, <laughs> Oh my God. But yeah, my favorite part of this whole thing is that he cheated on the Italian uh, <laughs> exam that apparently you have to take to go play for Juventus. And he like got the questions uh, or not Juventus, but just in general to go play in Syria, I guess. 
Um, which I didn't know. Did we have a whole discussion about this? Like, hey, like, so certain countries make you take certain tests to come play? I didn't know that. That's pretty wild. No, I thought I thought it was, and correct me if I was wrong, I think Rosie and I were talking about this or someone. One of our friends and I were talking about this. But I think Luis Suarez had to uh, take that uh, test of playing serial because he wasn't allowed to stay in Italy because his visa only allowed him to be in Spain. But it would be quicker to apply for citizenship in Italy rather than renew his uh, visa to work slash live in Italy. So he tried to apply for citizenship and got his questions uh, delivered to him before the test, as some would say. He cheated. He plagiarized. And I'm all about it, dude. Like, I don't care if this dude knows Italian culture or not. All I know is he bites people and plays damn good uh, soccer. I saw his stats from Dude, uh, I was literally about to say the same thing. Yeah. Like, it's unimaginable. He played 100. I'm sorry. He played 238 goals or uh, games for Liverpool, and he scored... I believe 198 goals and had 100. Oh, for Barcelona, uh, you mean? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and it, it was just absolutely insane what this man has done for uh, Barcelona and, and his assist was ridiculous alone. Crazy, like you don't but, expect that when you talk about sports. His assist, like, damn, dude. Yeah, dude. There was a year I forget what it was, but I think he had 60 goals in all competitions or something. And he, would, he wasn't even up for, like, the top five in the Ballon d'Or or something. And I remember it was, like, me and Craig Burley were pissed. It was, I mean, <laughs> we were the only – I mean, obviously, there's probably tons of other people who were. But I just remember me and him were vibing on that. We were just both like, yeah, what the fuck? This guy's a beast, and he's not even getting discussed with. But when you have, like – when you're next to Messi, that's, like, it's kind of tough. Yeah, for real. And this is kind of off topic, but this is, uh, this is crazy kind of news. This is the first year that Messi nor Ronaldo has been nominated for the uh, Player of the Year, the uh, European Player of the Year, um, since I believe 2009. Uh, so speaking crying. of end of uh, eras, dude, end of eras, it's coming upon us. I mean, Zlatan's getting old. We, we're seeing all these uh, players we grew up watching, Pirlo, uh, Simeone in some case, Mourinho, Guardiola's, uh, obviously the Lance, the Gary Neville's, the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's. Um, turn into coaches, and now, once again, I mean, shit, the players that we have loved for the past 10 years, get ready to go, man, and I'm not ready for it. I'm not ready for this to be gone, and Raheem Sterling uh, is the new face of the Prem. God, I am so not ready for that. Oh, fuck that man to death. Martin, I mean, yes. first off, he's, he's, Martin, Raheem's the most underrated player in England. But oh, maybe yeah, the, fuck uh, everything about that. Thing, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, uh, I may be yeah. so bold. I mean, dude, David Beckham owns a fucking team. Like, come on. Mm -hmm. Like, right, it's right. next thing you know, we're going to be telling our kids, like, yeah, like, you know, the, the European players used to come over here to America, and now we're producing the best players in the world or something. And it's like, yeah, yeah Grandpa, sure. go, to, go to sleep, shut <laughs> up. Like, you know, I remember when soccer wasn't even popular in the United States. Yeah, okay, old man. No, it, it happened. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the MLS championship is like bigger than the Super Bowl by the time we're like in our sixties. <laughs> well, if we make it that far, our current trajectory. So you know, let's yeah. just celebrate everything we're seeing as it's and happening. Now. Like this Luis Suarez move. Like never in a million years would I have thought he w would go to Atletico Madrid, but I am one thousand percent about it. And all of a sudden, I'm pretty sure I'm a pretty big Luis Suarez fan. Yeah, he went from Liverpool to Barcelona, which is both polarizing. You can't really hate Atletico Madrid. I mean, you can, yeah. 
if you're, you I guess, if you're a Madrid or a Barcelona fan, but you know, fuck them both, really. Yeah, I don't I like give a shit. I, I like both those teams from a I like uh, at least an arm length from away. And, and Atletico, I can put my arm around. Like I, mm-hmm. I can get up and be like, oh, Diego, like, dude, the fucking back to back, or it wasn't back to back Champions League finals, but I think it was like every other year when they were in it, and then Sergio fucking Ramos, oh, like, yeah, I mean, Barcelona and Real Madrid both beat them, and it was it was just crushing. And I, I, uh, I Madrid. Fun. I'd let Diego Simeone grab my cojones. I trust that man. Dude, he's like, uh, if anyone deserves a Champions League, like, I, yeah. all right, sorry, City fans, fuck Pep, like, Diego and Simeone. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess Pep's already won some with Barcelona. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is, like, uh, if there's, like, one player, one guy who's been, like, sitting on the fence of it for so long, it used to be Arsene Wenger, but now it's Diego Simeone. <laughs> yeah, Simeone deserves it, though. He straight up deserves it. He has a stellar team year after year uh and i i honestly think that luis suarez and that diego simeon um front attack coupled with carrasco who's back from china thank goodness i i think this could be a uh, pretty dangerous team next year i just i i would really love to see uh antoine griezmann also jump ship and come back to atletico madrid and i think that team could uh, actually pass down pound down the doors of Real Madrid and Barcelona's grip on the title in the past couple of years. Well, definitely Barcelona. I really, I'm, like, yeah, I'm getting very, it's like a friend, like, you know, like when I dyed my hair blonde and you see that and you're like, oh, I need to call Kevin. I need yeah, to ask I, if he's okay. Yeah, I did that actually though. I was like, Kevin, what, what, what are we doing right now? <laughs> oh, it's like, uh, like when the girl cuts her fucking bangs by herself. Yeah. What are that we was doing like, with this? Oh God, she, someone needs a hug. Um, I'm, I'm getting close to like giving Barcelona a hug, even though it's like everyone will be like, "Boo! Why would you ever?" It's kind of like people trying to sympathize with Manchester United, which this will be my transition to that. Martin, we're going to open up with that game. Let's hit, uh, it. Let's hit it. Let's get it over uh, with. Let's just fucking shoot me in the face. Okay. God. All right, doing it. So this is the weekend recap. This is week two recap. Uh, we're starting with the Saturday games, and we're going to go to the Manchester United Crystal Palace match, Martin. Um, mm. I'm giving you the floor. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of hinted at this in the last pod. You wanted to go on some rants, and I'm just getting it out of the way right now. So please, man, the current state of Manchester United, 3-1 loss to Crystal Palace. How are we doing? Uh, all right. So I just let a sig, sig like a uh, last man's wish in front of a firing squad because this is brutal, dude. We're losing oh. to Southampton 3-1. And our most inspiring player is Donny Van de Beek after he comes on oh, in the Crystal Palace. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, sorry, fuck. Uh, I'm already enraged. Uh, it, it just, <laughs> You're just seeing red. Just, You're seeing Southampton. <laughs> I'm seeing Southampton. I'm fucking seeing Southampton. Oh, my God. So it, it just enrages me to see this team that has quite, quite genuinely progressed in this past uh, half year, half disjointed year of football that we've had. And progressed quite naturally as a team. Bruno Fernandes was a, a great addition in January. Uh, but this team obviously needed more additions. I mean, Luke Shaw said it himself. And for God's sake, we need a new left back. So Luke Shaw's position at, is at stake. And this team has progressed uh, in uh, strategy and tactics and in personnel interaction over this uh, past year of football. But once again, we're halted by this summer month of inactivity. Players going everywhere, so obviously there ain't that natural cohesion and natural, you know, 
rhythm and flow to the football team anymore, and that's to be expected of every start of the season. But once again, while every other team addressed their needs, Manchester United was stagnant. We knew that our defense was shaky. We knew that the left back needed to be replaced. There were talks about getting the Red Bull Leipzig's defender. Um, all summer, there's been talks about getting another center back all summer. There's been talks about getting Jaden Sancho all summer. And the lack of any progression from the end of last season to right now is obvious and apparent. And Crystal Palace exploited it all. And beautifully, I, I, I might uh, add. Lindelof was called Quite well. Early. Really yeah. good. Uh, and it was just a fucking typical, underwhelming Manchester United performance. It's, it's grown to be the, you know, the stereotypical Manchester United team that I have come to expect because this is their default setting, it seems. Like, there can be games that are worse than this, for sure. There can be games that are better than this. But this style of play is just the default Manchester United setting, and it got ex- exploded this game. Uh, other games, we would win this 2-0 because Greenwood and Marcus Rashford would have gotten a couple balls on the net. But Gaeta, to his credit, is an outstanding goalkeeper. And I think Chelsea should have bought him instead of uh, Mendy from uh, Leon. But, you know, fuck my opinion, right, Lambs? Uh, but I, I quite honestly think that this was just a view of what is to come for Manchester United from now until about November, because we did this last year, we did this year before this, and it's it's just becoming a repetitive pattern, and uh, I take back my prediction of them finishing in second place. God, we're dog shit. Fuck, wow. we're dog shit. This is, it's embarrassing, man. It happens every summer, and we never get better after the uh, last season ends, because we're just stuck. We're just fucking stuck, and we're going to be stuck until the... I guarantee you, I guarantee you we sign one more player, and it's going to be on the last week of the transfer window where there is no time for them to get up to speed with the team in time for the next week's game or anything like that. Fuck, we suck. We're awful. Wow. Martin, this is the first game of the season for you guys. Like, yeah, I'm is already it, there, man. I'm already there. You're we're there? Awful. Oh, yeah, we're Dude. awful. Like, like I'm I love going to the light. I'm diving into the dark. Martin, like, this is going to be a... Fuck this all. This is going to be a long year, dude. Do you think, like, uh, Ole should have played Greenwood? That was my biggest shock. I was like, dude, yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I absolutely was surprised by the Daniel James inclusion. And I, I just don't get it, man. Greenwood is the better player. I don't get the Donnie Vandebeek, uh on the bench move either. If you're going to bring him on in the 70th minute, why not bring him on in the 45th minute when we're 1-0 down, for fuck's sake? That, doesn't, that never makes sense to me. I never understood why managers did do that. If the team that did not crack the egg in the first half, uh, why would you expect that team to do anything different in the second half? Bring on some changes in halftime. Bring on Donny Van de Beek. Bring on Mason Greenwood in the 45th minute, and maybe that could have sparked a change rather than waiting until we were down 2-0 to do anything, Ollie. It was, it was piss poor. From the strategy to the effort put forth by the players, it was piss poor. Uh, Crystal Palace deserved to win. Gaeta played brilliantly. Zaha, Ayu, both brilliant. And uh, VAR can continue to suck a dick. De Gea's foot was off the line. Go suck a cock. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, I did forgot about ever that. Watch, yeah. Did you ever watch any Premier League games from, like, 2014 or backwards? Literally, keepers were running towards the uh, people taking the penalties up until about 2014. This man's foot was off the line a minuscule amount, a millisecond before this. 
man's foot hit the ball. It's absolutely foolish. And to be fair, if you're going to call that, call it on every single keeper. This is, once again, VAR's problem. It is sporadic, and it is often wrong or just foolish. And this is just another case of that. But that being said, did not change the outcome on the game. Crystal deserved to win. Fuck Roy yeah, yeah, fuck Rohatton. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it's, just, it was, it's like you like made a British sandwich and then and like squished it, and that's his face. Like you just Most like took his face ever. I just want, I just want to hit that man. Ooh, it's not even like a punch face. You want to watch it jiggle, so you want to give it a yeah, good you want to snap. snap it. Yeah, you're just yeah. like fucking British. Because we brought we brought him before on the show a few times, like punchable faces, like Neymar and yeah. like other players. And it's getting to be one for me. To be honest, he's getting really? a little too uh, high on his horse. He needs to be knocked out, back down a peg. Mm, little humble pie. Yeah, little uh, champions uh, group stage exit for me. I think that'd do well. France doesn't even qualify for the Euros this summer. Fuck it. Ruin his career. <sighs> My God. Wow, that went dark. You are in a dark place right now. I am in um, a dark place. But, I'm smoking a cigarette, uh, drinking a beer, and talking about Manchester United. Where else do you expect me to be? Uh, I love it. Um, but yeah, does it sting a little bit more? I let you go on your rant, and I'm glad we opened up with that because that was <laughs> incredible. Um, but does it sting a little bit more? Not to twist the knife that it was former Manchester United. Uh, was it? Was he academy? But Wilfred Zaha, he was one of you guys. No, he made that? the first team. Yeah, he he was. Uh, it doesn't hurt at all. I mean, he's not been one of us since Evan Morris got rid of him. Apparently, as uh, Patrice as Evra alleges because he had a, an affair with David Moyes' uh, daughter, which, tight, sick, cool, worth it. Um, and that's the reason he was traded away from Manchester United, but it doesn't hurt at all. Will Zaha is absolutely brilliant. Any top six team would be lucky to have him. I wish we would get him, too. Uh, so it doesn't twist at all. Uh, I'm already like at the depth of hell seeing how shit my team is. So, eh, eh, it's Will. It could have been Ronaldo doing that. I like, uh, would have been like, yeah. Could have been Rooney doing that. Jason Park could have done that to me. Well, Ronaldo has Ronaldo has done that to you. Oh well, that thank like, you, Kevin. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> so moving on uh, from that game, Jesus Christ, Martin. Uh, let's go to Everton, West Brom. Um, Martin, yeah. is, is Everton is Everton good? No, I refuse to admit uh, this, Kev. When five two. I, I, Rodriguez, gonna, unbelievable. I can't admit it. It's Everton. I can't admit it. They're fun to watch. They're, They're fun good. to watch. I mean, no, no, no. They are brilliant. No. James Rodriguez has taken over the Prem. No, don't you say that. Hum- or James Allen and uh, DeCorey were a great addition to the midfield, and Carlo Ancelotti looks like a natural in the Prem, like he never left Chelsea. No, that's not it. <laughs> Everton is awful. Calvert- they are garbage. Calvert-Lewin is great? Question mark. Uh, yes. The new, no. the new Michael Owen? The new Michael Owen? Dominic yeah. Calvert-Lewin? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, they look uh, absolutely brilliant. And, uh, you know, the West Brom Magpies, I rooted for them the first week. They let me down rooted for them again against Everton. Let me down again. So, you know, I'm picking them again uh, this weekend. I don't know who they're playing yet. Uh, but I got to trust the uh, streak. It's got to change at some point. Everton. Way too good for the Magpies. Uh, top six contenders, question mark. And, uh, fuck, I hate to admit it. They're decent, man. Uh, they're fun to watch. I will say it again. Um, unbelievable turnaround. Um, again, 
I just want to doubt this team, but everything they've showed me has just, 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 just suck it, Kevin. They've just told me this. I, I got nothing to say besides, wow, um, I'm like excited to go watch them now. If they're on TV playing anybody, it's kind of like how the top six are like, I'll watch anyone, you know. Yeah, I'm right, getting right, to that right, point right. where I'm like, oh, I'll watch this. They're turning into like, you know how Leicester has kind of been that team where it's like on the mm-hmm. fringe of like, Wolves, you know, like yeah. yeah, where you're like, oh, the Wolves are playing? Well, they're fun to watch. Like, God damn it, Everton was never that team for me. And No, it, it never was, and wow. Uh, anyway, another fun team uh, <laughs> who's incredible to watch, uh, Leeds. Leeds beat Fulham 4-3, and again, Biesla is not changing. He's saying fucking pedal to the metal. This man might have a goal differential of zero by the end of the year. Like, Dude, I'm, it's just going to... It's going to be like so good about that, man. (laughs) Like, in all honesty, it's just absolutely fantastic to see that he's not changing tactics at all from the championship. He's just like, fuck it. This is how we play football. And this is how we're going to play football. And is it is it sustainable? No, but like, I'm excited (laughs) excited to watch it. Dude, I love that when, like, managers come from the championship or, like, a new manager comes into Prem and thinks he can just change the Premier League. And only, like, Pep Guardiola has really done that in yeah, recent right. years. Um, and, like, Mourinho, obviously, Arsene Wenger, Sir Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, there's sometimes, like, a foreign manager will come in. Like, I remember when Koeman came in to Everton. Mm, he was, like, mm. he, tried, he tried to, like, kind of bring, like, the Barcelona in him with him or, like, the Dutch, the classic, like, Dutch football. Yeah. And he just it just sucked dick. It was horrible. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh my god. He, or like uh, Michael uh, or Bob Bradley when he came to Swansea, and they're like, "Oh, this new American, oh, that was like, fantastic." Oh, that and was that up in flames. And again, like I'm never going to talk ill will of my Bob Bradley and his swans. Ah! I, I, I you know, you. Gotta, I, if you're uh, you know a fan of the show, you know that I do the bald eagle for my man Bob Bradley, uh, Egyptian coach, legend, American national team. Anyway. Um, I just, you know, the resume is too long. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I, I love Leeds. I think it's going to end badly for them if it keeps up with this. I think they can't just keep doing this. It's going to become exhausting. Because apparently Biesla just, like, fucking trains the shit out of his squad. He's like, all right, we're doing laps again and again. He, like, makes sure they're just, like, just so conditioned before each match. So I think it's going to be wild to watch. Um, do you have anything anything else on that? No, I, I just I, I think that uh, the fact that he trains his squad like an absolute animal is the perfect cham- championship image. Like an absolute animal that refuses to change his tactics for anyone. He's like the uh, bad guy Russians out of the Miracle on Ice. Absolute animals that will go to the end playing their just brilliant, fast-paced uh, way of uh, soccer in this case, obviously. But in the end, it's it's not sustainable. They're going to lose to some American, and uh, maybe it's Christian Pulisic. I think it's going to be Chelsea that uh, absolutely stomp them and uh, send them back to the championship. Question mark. That that's my dark horse take. This is not sustainable. After oh. ten games, it goes downhill. Yeah, but I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of it while it's happening. Oh, yeah, for for real, it's great. Like, when it comes to the fucking Christmas, the Boxing Day schedule, yeah. Leeds is going to be so exhausted. They're going to literally gonna be, be begging Biesla. <laughs> yeah. like, like, dude, like, please. Like, I, I, can't, I can't do this. Um, all right, let's go to the last game on Saturday. Uh, Arsenal-West Ham. 
shaky game by Arsenal. The cliche has been said a million times. Oh, when a team plays badly uh, and they still get a win, that's the true test of a good team. Um, I do not believe that for Arsenal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think West Ham actually played really well. Um, So now I'm kind of getting out of the thought that, you know, uh, I thought West Ham was going to have one of the shittiest years. I'm kind of pulling back on it, maybe because also friend Brian again. Like, I'm not sure. Like, I'm, I'm getting a little soft for West Ham right now. But again, Arsenal um, didn't play particularly well, but got the win here. Niketa kind of bailed us out in the end. So I don't know, Martin. Uh, I don't really have any more thoughts besides, hey, starting the starting the Premier League with two wins. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna complain. Yeah, I mean, I think you're giving Arsenal a whole lot of, uh, or not giving them any credit where they deserve some credit. I think this Arsenal team looks a whole lot better than they looked in the year past. Um, I'm doubling down on my bet that uh, West Ham gets relegated this year. West Ham, West Ham, Anna, Sevilla, I want to see it all. Uh, I'm sorry to your friend Brian, but I called it last year. Devin Moyes can, in all honesty, I hate that man, so I hope he gets like sent to League 3 or something. Uh, so. I, I'm impressed by Arsenal, and I'm hoping that West Ham continue this downward spiral and just get relegated as soon as possible. Yeah, uh, Arsenal needs to make a few more signs. It would be great if we got Partey from Atletico Madrid. That would be mm-hmm. really sick. Um, I'm hearing rumors of like getting rid of Torreira and almost doing like a swap kind of thing, Ooh. which would be sick. Um, I forgot so, about Torreira, to be honest. I know. Remember Gwen Doozy? He's yeah. still on our team. R.I.P. When are y'all getting rid of him? Uh, whenever PSG gives a shit ton of money. That yeah, seems like true. the move. But <laughs> Arsenal never <laughs> gives their players. Move. Yeah, but Arsenal never gives players. You know, like Nabry. <laughs> remember yeah, him? Great call. Dude, I, re- uh, dude I-, I remember clear as day talking with you uh, about the Gnabry uh, sell back in like 2017 or whenever it happened. About how astronomically... Uh, much his price would increase in the coming years because both of us thought he was absolutely brilliant and should have never sold him. You also said that about Joel Campbell, but I guess I'm going to never see. He could have gone to Bayern, but instead he went to Porto. Dude, don't do Joel Campbell. I really liked him. Shut up. Yeah, I know. He was, he was dope. I liked him too, man. <laughs> I will say, I feel like I, I, I've, I'm sure someone's going to find a clip where I say I like Iwobi. I feel like I've always been on I don't like Iwobi train. And I know for a fact I've been on that. I think I also want to like, I'm just trying to set the record straight. Um, (laughs) That I think I also said that about El Neni and he's been playing. I don't like that. I forgot about him, but apparently he went on loan (laughs) last year. I don't, I didn't think I knew that, but apparently I think he went to like Villarreal or something. He went to La Liga, I think. Anyway, um, I don't know. All I got to say is, is that if Unai Emery was coaching this team, that would have been a draw. I think Arteta makes that a win. Is that fair sure. enough to say? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That's okay. a good point. Um, all right. Uh, let's go to the Sunday games. Um, man, this is going to be a long pod. I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> I was like seeing I was like, oh, oh shit, yeah. we're already like a half hour in. We're not even halfway through the games. And plus, we have fan questions. Uh, I got to yeah, read well. off the... the we'll do a quick, yeah, no. you know, prediction. We'll do that 3 to one prediction that we're so good at. And uh, yeah, hit up all the fan questions because we love you guys. And uh, hey. we'll talk some more soccer. I mean, shit, I'm drinking a beer and I'm probably going to smoke another cigarette. I've got no complaints. I, I'm having a great Thursday. Well, I guess I say it's Friday morning, but it's, I'm having a great Thursday night, Martin. Okay. 
uh, Tottenham, Southampton, Harry Kane, and Son. Jesus mm. Christ. They just took Southampton and just yeet. Sheesh. Yikes. Mm. They just, just, it was the Harry Kane show. He was Pirlo out there. He was, he was Iniesta. He was Javi. He was Javi Alonso. He was, he, Harry Kane was unbelievable. A fucking uh, turkey of assists. Four assists and Son with the hat trick. Wow. Um, it, this is one of those games, like what Everton's doing. Am I going to say Tottenham's good? I can't, right? I can't. Absolutely not. Let's remember who they were playing. I mean, they were playing a team that got one 9-1 last year. Uh, Southampton is a team that is liable to get absolutely spanked. And Tottenham, on their day, are absolutely brilliant. And just like Mourinho's United were on their day, they're absolutely brilliant. It's the consistency that's the problem with them. And I'll, I'll stand by this statement. Harry Kane is the best striker in the Prem over the past four years. Easy, no questions about it. Um, if you look at the Yeah, Harry Kane, I, I got to stand by that statement. I mean, if you look at Harry Kane's assists um, with other players, uh, in the top five uh, double assists, so like if a player assists another player X amount like of duos. times. That's, yeah, duos, essentially. Um, Harry Kane's name appears three times in the top five um, with Son, Erickson, and Deli Alley. So this man, who is known for scoring, is completely being underestimated, underestimated in his passing it. And his passing is nice. Ability. I hate it. Yeah, it, it's he's so a brilliant good. fucking player. And obviously it takes something special for Mourinho to go up to uh, Human Son uh, when he's being interviewed for being the man of the match to interrupt and say Harry Kane's assists were brilliant. Harry Kane looked like Pirlo out there. So, uh, absolutely brilliant display by uh, Tottenham. Can't wait to see them lose this weekend because that's just Mourinho's Tottenham. And uh, that's all I got for this one. Yeah, all I got to say is, like, what do you do with Deli Alley? Like, he's just, he's so, just, like, you feel so. his, like, there's, there's, like, two seasons were, like, brilliant, and, like, now he's just, like, eh. He's yeah. just there. Don't, I mean, he's still super young. Um, right, he's still some to Italy. You know, if he's not fitting in, get rid of him. I'm I'm in that mode where I'm just merciless. Like Daniel James, love him to death. Get him off my team. Uh, Christian Pulisic, love him to death. But you know, get him off Chelsea. Send him to a good team. You know, with a real goal. To <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, that was funny. All right, uh, let's move on. To that game, then. Uh, Chelsea-Liverpool, 2-0. Uh, Liverpool with the win. Um, I mean, up to the red, red card where Christensen fucking uh, Troy Palomalu <laughs> uh, fucking rugby tackled, fucking sacked him in the backfield. Um, I really, like, thought Chelsea was doing actually really well, and I thought they were going to go into the half nil-nil. Um yeah, what a fucking bonehead move by Christensen. Kind of ruined the match. Like, single-handedly lost the match for Chelsea. Um, and then Sadio Mane, again, absolutely brilliant. And also Kepa sucks dick. I feel like I've read this story a million times, Martin. I think I've said, Mane, wow, he could be the best player in the Premier League. Also, Kepa, what if he said hot garbage? Like, I've said this a million times. Yeah, I mean, our takes about the prediction of the game were absolutely brilliant. I think we called it a Kepa mistake and a uh, typical Liverpool goal, which always so happens to be Mane or Salah. And uh, 
Luckily enough for Liverpool fans, Salah got a brace and Mane got himself a goal as well. So, I mean, this is just a very... Sadio got got both goals. Sorry, my bad. Um, I I just thought this was a very uh, expected outcome to this game. Uh, Chelsea did play well. They had some flashes of attack. Uh, Timo Werner got himself into some dangerous positions. But it just, it just was always going to be a Liverpool victory. And Christensen just about assured it when he got sent off for fouling the crap. Uh, and it, it just, it's a shame because I thought this game could have been competitive, at least carried on to the 60th minute. But it was over the second Christensen got himself a red card. Uh, Kepa did not make any favors for himself. I totally thought that uh, first shot was savable. And, man, as much shit as I give Liverpool, fuck, they're good. They just do the job. They did the job. They stuck to their game plan and beat uh, um, Chelsea. First off, like, Fabinho, what? great center back. Yeah, like, he's, he's a much, can I say this? He's a much better Brazilian uh, center defensive mid converted to a center back than Fernandinho on Manchester City. Fabinho, better than Fernandinho? Oof. Ooh. Um, yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? And then Thiago just worked seamlessly. Like, God damn like, it. That was a good buy. That was a really good buy, Martin. God what damn the fuck? it. How'd they get him for $30 million? How are we spending $80 million on The man on looks good in red. The man oh. looks good in red. And he broke, like, the passing record, which was, like, a... It's kind yeah, of a stupid record, but like, yeah, but everyone stupid you know, made up stat, made yeah. But cool. When the second person is Christensen, like with that record, it's like, well, it's <laughs> not that. Big deal. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. Also, uh, following the game of Kepa's bonehead passes straight to Mane and put the ball in his own net. Uh, Chelsea signed Mendy. Um. So Kepa's done. Uh. He's he's dead. But they still have like four years left on his contract. They gave him like a seven-year contract for a goalkeeper. Like, what a fucking stupid thing that was. <laughs> yeah, and nobody wants a motto, so it's gonna be impossible to sell him. But here's uh, my bet, my side bet for the weekend. Uh, I bet you Kepa starts this weekend. I bet you he gets to start this weekend. Frank Lamps loves that man. He'll talk shit about him, but he's obsessed with Kepa. I think Frank Lamps has a crush on Kepa because I guarantee you. Kepa will continue to start for at least two <laughs> more weeks. All right, oh, yeah. let's get that started. Lamps, hearts, uh, Kepa, we'll get that <laughs> trending. Everyone, make that get that hashtag going. Um, all right, the other two games were Brighton, Newcastle, and Leicester Burnley. I watched the Leicester Burnley game. Um, good fun there. Uh, I really don't have anything for these two games. Yeah. Uh, we're getting into the danger zone of going into like the hour and a half level of the podcast. So let's just, uh, all right. Wolves, Man City. Uh, yeah. Oh, I was just, just real quick. Yeah. Wolves, Man City, Kevin De Bruyne, amazing Phil Foden scoring, which I hate. Cause everyone's like, Oh, like now he's fucking just coming out the gates. Good. I hate this. Uh, and Gabriel Jesus getting a goal. So all the people you would not want to score and Kevin De Bruyne not being great. If you were scared of Man City or worried about him, you you were correct. Uh, yeah, continue and, to be. Um, and, you know, Wolves, the, the killers, uh, the giant killers, not so much this weekend. I know you wanted that, Martin, but, you know, it is kind of see, sick seeing Portugal FC out there. It's kind of sick. Yeah, and, you know, they didn't change their game plan at all. They still played like that uh, Wolves team that we've really grown to love. 
So that was sick to see. And, you know, Manchester City was just the better team on the night, quite obviously so. And even though Raul Jimenez uh, pulled one back for the Wolves team, it was never going to be enough. And especially after Baby J put the uh, nail in the coffin in the 94th, I mean, shoot, nothing you can do post then. You know in FIFA it's over if you score in the 90th minute. They know in real life too. Uh, but good darn win for Manchester City. They could have easily lost to this team. They did lose to this team last year. Uh, so good win for City. This team is for real, continues to be for real. Um, so once again, maybe we'll see a two horse race between City and Liverpool. Yay, whoopee. How fun. Yay. Uh, uh, okay. Um, up the Villa. Up, up, up the Villa. They won. Um, Sheffield Chef, United, not starting off hot. Um, no, that's let's, right. Let's go, go Jack. Go, go Jack. Um, all right, Martin, let's see our weekend predictions. First one. <laughs> Brighton, our gay seagulls versus your uh, Manchester United. All right. <sighs> Three, Three, two, two one. one. Manchester United. Oh, Martin. Yeah, I think we're going to lose 2 0. Okay. Crystal Palace, Everton. <laughs> uh, Three, two, one. Everton. Oh, is this the comeback to reality game for Everton? It's got to be. All right. Like I said, I'm voting. But if they win, Martin, weekend. if they win, we gotta, we gotta start. We're gonna, we're gonna have to start saying they're good. I'm gonna take them through after the fifth game. Do you remember Norwich City's rise to fame in the first like four games of the uh, season when Tuki scored nine goals? Uh, like, I mean, for all we can know, Everton and Carlo Ancelotti could be the next Timo Puki and Todd Cantwell and Norwich City. They could be relegated next year. So I'm gonna give them five games of calling a loss every single game until I give them any credit. You heard it here first. Uh, Crystal Palace wins against Everton. Everton or Jack shit, they're a uh, dumpster fire. Don't forget it. Okay, West Brom, Chelsea. Three, two, one. Chelsea. West back. Brom. Oh, my God. You, you're going to pick all – okay. Why? I got to go ask why. West Brom. I, I, oh, it's right. the same reason as everything. I got to go picking on the win. Like, I got to bet against the streak. Now that there's a streak involved, two games have been lost. They've got to break that streak unless they're Derby Circuit 2011, the best team ever to only score 10 points in a single Premier League season. Absolutely brilliant. And no team's that bad. So I got to go West Brom. Okay. Kevin, why Chelsea? Why would you pick Chelsea? Uh, they got a new goalkeeper, fresh, mm. you know. Uh, Thiago Silva is going to start. Thiago Silva is going to start. Um, yeah, and Timo Werner is going to score a brace. His first, he's going to, mm. I'm, I'm calling it right now. And Kai Havertz, okay. uh, gets at least one assist. I'm excited. Okay. Okay. Is Christian uh, going to start? What's your prediction there? Um, I don't think he'll start, but he might come on in like the 70th minute. All right. I'd, so- I'd love to see that. That's what I want to see. In all honesty, I don't care if Chelsea wins or loses. I just want to see Christian come back just for a little bit. Uh, look at your heart. You're, you're you do I'm like growing. him. I'm I'm growing. I'm I'm becoming a lovable it's- human being. Okay. Uh, Burnley, Southampton. Three, two, one. Burnley. Burnley. Yes. Yes. Eat dude. the worms, baby. I know. I was real hot on Southampton. Now I'm like, uh, whatever. But you got to read for Sean Dyche and the boys. Fuck yes. Always, baby. Always. Okay. Eat those worms, Sean Dyche. Sunday games. Uh, oh, this will be a great matchup. Sheffield United leads all out attack on both sides. Mm. Just fucking goal fest. Bet the over on this. 
three, two, one. Sheffield United. Sheffield. Yes, yes, dude. We are two yes. for two. There we go. Now we're um, agreeing. Now we're on. Okay, so this is where you start your parlay. If me and Martin are hot like this, this is when you start your parlay. Yeah, uh, Tottenham, Newcastle. Three, two, one. Todd. Oh, that's your parlay right there. That's your three-team parlay. <laughs> there you go. You got to bet it. Um, um, Man-, Man City, Leicester, three, two, one. Man City. City, yeah. I mean, yeah. for obvious reasons, guys. We all like Leicester, but it is Manchester City, and they are damn good. So let's jump back to reality before you take uh, Leicester just because of the odds. All right. West Ham, Wolves. Three, two, one, wolves. Wolves. Yeah, we know why. It's we we know why. West Ham are going to be like, oh, we were so good against Arsenal, and the Wolves are going to be like, do you know who we are? <laughs> we're <laughs> you know Portugal. We, we're Portugal, bitch. This is going to be the fucking Portugal Armada, or is that the Spanish Armada? Fuck. That's anyway. Spanish, but you know, Portugal, Spain, they're both on the same landmass. So count it. Count it. Uh, Fulham, Aston Villa on Monday. Three, two, one. Villa. Up the Villa. Up the Villa, yes. baby. Um, and the last match, the match of the fucking match week three, Liverpool, Arsenal. Three, two, one. Arsenal, Arsenal. baby. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a Arsenal, fuck, baby. dude. I'm all in Yo, on you Arsenal. You beat them in the FA Cup. You beat them in the Community Shield. I'm Arsenal. Arsenal, Arsenal, Arsenal. Dude. Fuck yes, Martin. This is this is what I like to hear. This is <laughs> oh my god. Everyone, thoughts and prayers. If Arsenal beats Liverpool on Monday, Kevin's feeling in his fucking cheek will come back. Ooh, ooh. You should uh, uh, mail like a letter to uh, Arteta and uh, say I'm a poor boy in Boston, and my uh, wish is to see you beat Liverpool on Monday. And, you know, maybe Arteta will make that happen for you. Can I tell you something? What? <laughs> Is that horrible? Is that stealing a make a dream no. foundation kids? I, okay, before I found out my diagnosis, like, I was really thinking, like, because I couldn't feel the right side of my face. It was completely numb. Like, if you touched it, I, I couldn't feel anything. I was like, fuck. Like, what if I'm a make-a-wish kid? Like, what would it be? Like, Kevin, like, you're I, 26. <laughs> yeah, so what if I'm a make-a-man? Make a make a wish for like a man, and um, I'd be like, man, if I could like go like hang out at like the Emirates, like you know, <laughs> um, that'd be pretty sick. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty scared about death. But, but I like start. I'd but then I start like the Emirates, and then I was like punching my head. I'm like Kevin, you're such a piece of shit. Why would you think that? I'm like, but it was like it was a cool, it was a cool fantasy thought. Like people always imagine, like, oh, what if I won like the lottery and had hundred million dollars? It's like the same yeah. thing, but I was sick. So and but you would get cured, obviously. Like once you saw the Emirates, I mean, yeah, that that was it's that like was, the Niagara Falls. It cures all. Exactly, Fountain of Youth, Niagara Falls. That's where it is. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I don't yeah, that's where Ponce de la Ponce fucking buried the Fountain of Youth. Ponce Niagara de la Falls in. Yeah, that's a made-up British era. Was he Portuguese? I don't even know what. Spanish. Nah, he was. It was Portuguese, I think. Isn't it in Brazil or somewhere? I don't know. I don't know. He, like, killed all the Aztecs? The Incans? The Incan Aztecs? I, I all I know is that uh, Christian Bale and uh, my man from The Matrix, uh, shoot, John Wick. Keanu Reeves? Keanu Reeves have, has found the uh, Fountain of Youth, and they have both been to the Niagara Falls. So I'm sticking with the uh, fact that Niagara Falls is the Fountain of Youth. 
Yeah, I right there with you. Okay, fan questions. <laughs> um, this is yeah, that's a prediction right there. Yeah, that's a that's a prediction right there. Um, it comes from our Twitter at lads underscore podcast. Please give us a follow. Uh, first one comes from Nagoli Conte is cooler than you. Uh, he said, it's a small sample size, but which team is poised to be the biggest surprise this year, either over or underachieving? Well, I think like Everton, I mean, mm-hmm. even with the signings, I was like, oh, it's still going to be Everton. But if you told me last year, I'd be like, hey, next year, like James Rodriguez is going to be on the team and Calvert-Lewin and like Carlo Ancelotti is going to make this team fun. I'd be like, what? Shut the fuck up. And like, <laughs> that's. That's like really cool. If there was a surprise, I would say, I don't know. I don't think there has been a real surprise so far. I mean, I mean, yeah. in terms, of, in terms of underachieving. Yeah, I mean, if if we're gonna have to talk about underachieving, um, I think the only team so far that is obviously, and once again, we are week two in the Premier League season. Let's let's not forget that. But I think the only team that is underachieving right now is. Maybe Tottenham, based on the first game, um, and maybe Manchester United, but it's also just been one game. Uh, let's uh, be aware of that. Uh, Fulham kind of jumps to mind. Uh, they are obviously 0-2. Uh, spend a lot of money uh, last time they were uh, promoted up to the season. Did the same time this time. They've got Scott Parker, uh, former West Ham uh, man, in charge. So let's see how that goes. But in terms of surprising, I, I think we're all, I, I think we're all pretty set where we thought people were going to lie. Yeah, no, I think it's all like kind of status quo for right now. It'll probably change in a few weeks, but yeah, it's 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 uh, there's been a few surprises. It's been pretty fun so far. I'm just glad it's back. Oh, yeah, it's been fun, and oh, it's been fun, dude. There's been no so defense, many goals. just no defense, yeah. just all goals. People all forgot goals. how to play defense, and I'm about it, man. No defense, Liverpool circa 2016, 2017, or 2017, 2018. Like, just fun fucking football. Rock and roll fucking football, baby. Yeah, uh, baby. That's what the people want to see. All right, next question comes from Elder Emo. Uh, he says, who do you think will finish higher in the table, Leeds or Sheffield? Ooh, well, where he said Leeds is, you know, just they're all gas. Um <laughs> Uh, and we kind of think they're going to get burnt out. Uh, I mean, Sheffield United was the big surprise last year. Um, so I'm going to be see, you know, because one, one team could have like a stellar season next year be relegated. Um, just that it's the Premier League. It happens like that mm-hmm. all the time. So uh, I want to say Sheffield just because I have a bigger sample size of them in the Premier League over the past year. And they were phenomenal and like a breakout team. So uh, uh, that's what I'm going to go with. I think Sheffield will still uh, go higher in Leeds. Uh, I got I to gotta agree with you um, based on reality and because of what everything you just said there. But to play devil's ad- advocate for Leeds here, um, same reason why Sheffield did so well uh, last year in the Prem. Like on the off chance this all-gas uh, tactic just doesn't burn out Leeds, this could very well put them in the top 10. Um, obviously not top uh, six or anything like that but perform kind of like Sheffield did last year, and Sheffield could kind of have, you know, a bounce back from uh, their season last year. So that's why Leeds could um, jump them. But from what we've seen so far, uh, I got to agree with Kev. Sheffield all the way, man. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the question so far, guys. Thank you. Um, most ex- Okay, this comes from Sostin Says. Ask Sostin. He says, most exciting transfer so far. 
Ooh. Um, mm. If I'm biased, Gabrielle for Arsenal as a defender has been awesome for us. He's already won like two man of the matches, which has been sick. He's been exciting for me anyway. He's already like made like a cool impact and scored. Um, I would say Timo Werner, even though he hasn't scored, has been dangerous. And I know Kai Havertz just played in the Carabao Cup and like did got a hat trick, but I didn't end up watching that match. But everyone blew it up. I was like, oh shit, you did that was kind of cool. Um, Martin, any? I mean, Thiago at Liverpool was cool to watch. Um, yeah, that's who I was gonna spot. say. I was gonna say Thiago and. You know, we're talking Prem mostly, but I'll, I'll tell you what, instant impact in Serie A, Klaveski for Juventus scored on his debut in uh, Juventus's opener along with Cristiano. Um, Weston but, McKinney also played. Yeah, Weston McKinney also played, started. which is awesome. It's, it's like, yeah, that's the world we're living in right now. We've got an American starting for Chelsea if he gets fit, and an American starting for... Uh, um, fucking Juventus, and, and that's absolutely insane. And maybe a uh, American coming and through Gio, the ranks in Gio right and Bundesliga. Yeah, Gio Reyna in the Bundesliga. So we taking over. You ain't ready for this, but keep in mind, U.S. Men's National Team. You are still trash. You will never do well. <laughs> it's England you know all the way. Spot. It's at home. You know yeah, your yeah. place. Stay, um, stay getting eliminated by Panama and Herzegovina or some weird-ass Central American team. God, you're such an embarrassment. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. But off-topic. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think you hit the nail on the team. The usual suspects. I love Thiago's uh, introduction. Um, personally, I think he had the biggest impact on the game and the most immediate adaption to the Prem. Like, good Lord. Wow. He's so good. Um Last question from our Twitter comes from the Group Chat Sports Podcast. Uh, this is a good friend of ours. So if you're into all things like American sports, especially during the football season, go check out our friends over the Group Chat Sports Podcast on iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts, they're there. Uh, their question is, what will it take for you two to stop shitting on Everton? <laughs> uh, five games. Sorry, five games. Uh, That's what it will take. Um, he said, will they be top six in the Prem, win the Champions League? All right, Jugs. Uh, this is our friend Jugs. Uh, love you to death, man. <laughs> uh, we said a lot of great things about Everton this week, but you know, maybe we just need a little bit more time. I think we've been really nice to Everton this week. Five games. That's all I ask, and then I will stop blatantly shitting on them no matter what they do. Five games of them actually doing consistent, and then I'll be like, okay, maybe I'll give them some compliments. Top six, get out of here. Get out of here. Oh, my God. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, who sent questions from our uh, Twitter. You guys are the best. Uh, final questions come from our Instagram. Uh, Dear Football Podcast asks, Kepa and his role in Chelsea, you think he's going to be relegated to the bench? Uh, Martin, you don't think so. You think he, Lamps has a crush on Kepa. I think he is dead, dead in the water, swimming with the fishes. I think he's gone. So uh, let me give you some inside baseball knowledge from a Chelsea fan that I do know. Um, I think, or he thinks, he hopes that Lampard is going to bench uh, Kepa for the rest of his contract, just as punishment for what he has done to Chelsea and their statistics over the past two years that he has been at the club. Like, yes, he has a five five years left on his contract. No, nobody wants him at all in the world right now. But the perfect punishment is to just bench him and let him ride out into the infinity of nothing as a bench player for Chelsea, just like Willie Caviero will, just like uh, my main Portuguese man. Goodness gracious, I can't even remember his Pepe name. Pepe Reina? No, goodness gracious. He played for uh, 
Carlos Cudicini. Oh, Mwah. what a name. Uh, he was there on a secondary behind Peter Cech at Chelsea, and he'll just disappear into nothing, and that's exactly what I want for Kepa at risk of blah, 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 blah. Just disappear into nothing. Ride the bench for the rest of your career. You've done enough. I love it. Um, next question comes from A underscore Somerville underscore. He says, which striker are you putting on your club while they're in their prime? Suarez or Aguero? Oh, that's a great question. Um, if I'm saying in prime, the best at their fucking... I'm going with Suarez. If you're yeah. talking prime... I mean, if you're talking longevity, I mean, both longevity, they both have an unbelievable career and they're just the most, some of the most consistent players. But if, if you're asking me in their prime right now, I'm saying Suarez. I think he may have the greatest Premier League season of all time. That's my opinion. I think it goes like him, Ronaldo, Henri, and then maybe Salah. Um, so I'm taking Suarez. Yeah, for all those reasons and so many more. Um, Suarez was a force to be reckoned with in the Prem and abroad. Uh, I, I got to go Suarez just because of the bloodthirsty nature and because he was a goal-scoring machine and his stats go unrecognized. And his uh, stat, I'm sorry, his assist uh, record is just absolutely brilliant um, to be put behind his scoring record. And for those reasons alone and his just ability to pull anything from anywhere, Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Uh, just and, and shout out to Aguero, also, yeah, one of the greatest yeah. of all time. I'm just saying, in prime, I'm picking Suarez. Yeah, you don't have longevity I mean, over longevity a career in the prime, scoring day in, year in, year out. Uh, obviously, Aguero has proven it in the prime, but Suarez has proved it for Barcelona as well. So I just, I just well, got to go Suarez. I got, I got a different question, Marian. How about this? Right. You get three years of Suarez at his prime, or you get, I don't know, ten years of Aguero. What you take? Uh, Suarez, Suarez, easy. Still, just Suarez in his prime, three years over Aguero being in like, yeah, I think I take Suarez too. I was trying to think yeah, of like, I mean, like if we're talking about Suarez, his like incredible season at uh, Liverpool in 2012-2013. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, three years of that in a row. I mean, shoot, you could have a team of Dejan Lovren's they would still quite possibly come in third place. Swords is just that deadly, especially at, at that level when he was untouchable in the prem. Okay. Um, I completely agree. I think for all those reasons, Suarez, yep, I think... He's, he's the right call there. Okay. Uh, we got a lot of Zlatan questions because Zlatan got COVID and all the jokes mm. came out. And I'm kind of getting sick of the Zlatan jokes now. I think I've said that before where I'm like, I get it. Like, he's like the Chuck Norris. Like, Zlatan doesn't get COVID. COVID gets Zlatan or whatever. I, you know. Um, but here's a couple questions about Zlatan from Mark Morgan. He says, how will Zlatan beat COVID? Uh, with an England goal fucking bicycle kick. Mm. Yeah, by transferring back to Ace Milan and helping them reach seventh place in the Serie That's how it'll be going. Yep, that's that's what he's doing. Um, how many goals for Zlatan this year? Uh, I don't know, like... 14. 15? Oh, oh okay. Yeah, well we're done. right well around. Well Good uh, and that was from Griggs JC. Sorry, I forgot to say the name. Uh, Travis Calvin Five says, "How long until Zlatan destroys COVID for good?" 
Um, I'm going to say it's, it's, I want it to be Zlatan who cures it, because, but then he never let us li- live it down. But he'd be like every mm. other day with this guy, like, you know I cured the COVID. I'd be like, oh, I fucking know Zlatan. I know, man. Like, <laughs> he just he would be just so obnoxious about it. So I don't for for like I know it would save hundreds of thousands of lives. I just can't let it be him, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that's a fair statement by me. Um, you know, maybe Zlatan should be kept away from the scientists and the um, vaccinations and everything because he probably could cure COVID nineteen just like uh, Chuck Norris could as well, but I. I don't think the world could live with that. Not yet. Not yet. No. Um, thank you for the question, Travis. Uh, Brock says, do you think Wolves form is going to suffer this season with the selling of Yota and Do- uh, Doherty? Um, yeah, I think it's going to... Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe Liverpool's got that too. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shoot. God, that just... That hurt differently. Um, yeah, I think Wolves are going to suffer, but they're still going to make... They're, they're the Wolves. I have trust in them and their manager and their players and in Portugal. I feel as though <laughs> uh, they're going to be good, but it is going to be a little different. You know, it's not going to be all guns a blazing. I think they're going to be a little bit more technical this year. Yeah, and I do think that's the natural progression. Uh, we saw it in Leicester. Um, they know that guns a blazing technique is not sustainable, especially over years in the Prem, and they have to adapt their style. So, like Leicester, they are doing that. Um, I was shocked, um, not as much by the sale of Doherty. I think that they um, definitely have players to uh, replace him, especially with the introduction of Saiz, um into the Wolves' defense alongside Connor Cody. Uh, I think that's a brilliant duo. Um, but the loss of Diego Jota, I think, is such a huge loss in the midfield, especially as that number 10, number 8 role. So I don't think that they're going to be anywhere near as creative or as good or as lethal as they were last season, unless uh, Adam Adama Traore, um, Raul Jimenez, um, and the likes can really step up. Uh, but, I mean, reality sets in, and I think we're still going to see a top-10 finish, but not as good as last year. Yeah, it's hard. Premier League's hard. People, you know, should say that more often. <laughs> it's a fucking long, hard fucking time, and, you know, the fact that we have these top six teams being flooded with hundreds of millions of dollars is the only reason those guys stay at the top. These other clubs, yeah. like, God, like give give credit to like fucking Eddie Howe and the fucking Bournemouth squad. Like, I know mm, they got relegated. I miss but, them so much, dude. I miss the cherries. Uh, mm. There's gonna be there's there's kids like not kids, but there I mean there are people just starting to watch soccer this year, and they're not gonna know about Eddie. He was a dude. Mm. Uh, I wish I had a beer right now. I'd pour one out for him. <laughs> Fuck. I'll, I'll, I'll toast you, Eddie. I toasted the heavens for Eddie and Roberto Martinez's Wigan team. <sighs> the kids Dude. won't know. The kids won't know, but the streets will remember. Oh, they'll be like, oh, like, Nathaniel Ake, who's Bournemouth? I'll be like, you don't even know. I watched him there. I watched him play there. Uh, I watched him grow up. All right. Uh, uh, I saw him make his name. Um, <laughs> uh, the American Ladcast says, thoughts on coronavirus contracting Ebra? Um, mm. Another another Ebra thing. I'm not shocked. Every fucking athlete, you know, is susceptible. They're all traveling all over the place. Uh, it'll hopefully be okay. And, uh, you know, he'll get back to playing football soon enough. Not shocking, it seems like. You know, this is a global pandemic and all. 
Yes. Um, first, okay, this is from PTBab5. He says, ooh, great question, PT. First Premier League manager to get sacked. Mm. Ooh. Uh, David Moyes. David Moyes is gone. Oh, I mean, he's, he's, like belo- he's like beloved there right now, but I feel like it's going to turn quick. But, I mean, all the West Ham fans I know, they've been blaming, like, the board and, like, the ma- like. But at some point, you got to blame the manager, even if it's not his fault, and it's coming. Yeah, Newcastle is great at sacking managers when it's clearly the owner's fault. So, i got to agree with that. My, uh, my dark horse is going to be Jose Mourinho. No, they just did the All or Nothing documentary. They're going to keep him for at least one year for marketing. Ah, uh, yeah, that's you're right there. That's Fucking my conspiracy. I, that's I, right. You're right if, there. Even if even if Tottenham sucked, they're going to be like all these new Americans are getting into Tottenham because of that Amazon series, dude. This is my conspiracy theory. They're they're not going to get. They couldn't sack him because they needed him because he was the he was the star of the show. Tottenham has become a reality show. That's brilliant, Kevin. That's absolutely brilliant. He can't be sacked. I take away everything I said. That's actually, like, done. Soccer's been solved. Conspiracy has finally Ooh. been founded in reality. Give Untouchable. A saltwater taffy uh, edible before every podcast, and, God, I will come up with some fucking genius. Okay. Um, comes out. Last question. Is Mendy for Chelsea actually good? Um I'm going to say anything's better in Keppa. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, and I have no idea about Mendy. So, maybe? I think it questionable. We'll put a question mark on that one, Martin, as well. Yeah. Possibly. Uh, anybody's better than Keppa. I'd be better than Keppa. Yeah. Your nan. Your nan could be better than Keppa. Uh, <laughs> just, just not Jordan Pickford. It's like Jordan Pickford, Keppa. Um, it's like the Spider Man oh. team. Yeah. They're looking at each other. Um, they're both shit. They're both, putting on the, both. They're, they're both putting on the clown makeup in the mirror. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you got it. All right. Those are all. And that's from Tom Purvis242. Oh, almost said who didn't say it. Um, I was going to do the. Fuck. I shouldn't end. I forgot to do it. The fantasy. Who was the top in the mm. fantasy? Um, I'll be really quick. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out for the show. Uh, please join the Lads League Fantasy. Here are the top ten. Uh, Philly Fanatics, Peter Boyer still in first. Oh, it's Magic, Bruno, Diego Orzoka in second. Arteta's Lego hair, Chase Heck is third. Spurs, Lasagna, Dylan Pruitt is fourth. Uh, AC, Bilbo Baggins uh, is fourth. Grisha Levine, uh, New Begin Ings, like Danny Ings is sixth. Uh, tell him it's Mace. Uh, Bakar Michael is seventh. God, I'm all fucked. I'm so fucking high. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Kevin Pettit, me, Manchester is horny. That's the name of my team. Um, uh, in eighth, and I had the most points this week, Martin, because I came and saw and I had 106 points. Um, Hell I'm probably, yeah, I'm probably cheating. Um, Wank Bags, number nine, Matthew Gallagher, and then number 10, FDC United, Andrew Colston, huh, uh, who has welcome to the Bundesliga podcast. Yes, I remember that. Um, he's number 10. Okay, thanks everyone for playing. Um, thank you guys all for listening. We now have merch. Um, it's in the bio of our Instagram. So if you want to get lads merch, you can, you can get sweatshirts, shirts, uh, hoodies, you can get masks, even all sorts of shit. Um, fucking iPhone cases of lads. Um, so yeah, uh, we're sellouts and buy our stuff. Right, Martin? <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, all right. All right. Have a great weekend, guys. Uh, We'll see you next week. And uh, Arsenal's beating Liverpool. See ya. (laughs) Love.
I'll be your dream, I'll be your wish, I'll be your fantasy. I'll be your hope, I'll be your love, be everything that you need. I love you more with every breath, truly, madly, deeply do. I will be strong, I will be faithful, cause I'm counting on a new beginning. A reason for Certainty that we're surrounded by the comfort and protection of the 